Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Splash, where what we can't make up for in quality, we wait, we make up for in quantity. Spence, how you doing today? We don't, we don't make up for anything with quantity. We don't do quantity releases. Well, we don't do quality, so what do we do? Well, we don't specialize in either quality or quantity. We're just here. We just exist. We just and exist. we appreciate our audience for existing as well. Because without them, we would just be talking. To be and fair, I, and I don't want to get into like numbers or anything. I'm sure they're not very special. But, <laughs> of course, everybody who's listening is special, you know, in one way or another. Uh, but I haven't looked at any type of numbers for our show, at least in a while. So I think we would just still be aimlessly recording regardless. Well, you know what? That is true. And now that you mention it, I haven't looked at our numbers in several so, weeks. So what either. we're saying is basically nobody is listening. Or everybody is listening. It could, it I, could, I, don't. I think ignorance is bliss when you don't, when you're unsure of those things. I would agree. Yeah, I would too. Oh, wait. Oh, okay, cool. We're, we're good. We're good. We're good. We can't, we can't afford right. any more technical difficulties this week. Or ever, really. This show is, I would agree. is, is, is king, king of those. So I think we have a good slate of stuff like to actually tackle today, which is different. We do. Because the last two to three months, not, not three months, but like two months, we've been just kind of like meandering about, like talking about like our lives and our friends, and that, that's not exciting at all. Mm-mm. No. But I think people are still listening, you know? Well, yeah, because... I, I get, think we I definitely get messages and interaction about it that people yeah. are, and we got it down to kind of a core audience that cares about us. And, and now I that we're going to be talking about gonna, other stuff, I think people do want to be on this show. Believe it or not, really, I don't know why, but I guess they think. I'm <laughs> well, let's have them on. I guess they think I'm charming. Okay, for anyone who wants to be on the show because they think Spencer is charming, as a guy who has done now 32 episodes with him. He's not. Okay, He's well, not. you're no morning sunshine either, but here we are. Hmm. Well, that is where we disagree, but uh, enough. Hey, for merch, do you uh, think we should do a shirt that says, so here we are? I think that we should do a shirt that has our logo in the front, and then so here we are on the back. Oh, wow, that's good. Or if we should, or if we could just do so here we are on the front, and then our logo. I think I'm going to make a shirt with my bitmoji on the face, or on the front. That's it, though. Yeah. If you couldn't tell by the, our little conversation, we are getting merchandise for you. Yes, you. And it's going to be the, the world's brand. most comfortable, most expensive um, clothing ever. Well, it'll be one of those. And <laughs> let me tell you, it's not going to be comfortable. <laughs> it's definitely not. It's going to be like cardboard, but that's okay. No, we, we shouldn't say that. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. It, it is going to be really Just good. Just keep an eye and, out. Uh, if you, yeah, there's going to be a lot of exciting things. If you don't follow us yet, now is the time. It is, because there's a lot of exciting things coming up. We here. do need to post to our actual show page more, though. Like, and not, yeah. we kind of treat it like a Finstagram page, like as if for like a teenage girl. Maybe we could be like a little more professional. I don't know. But maybe, we, that's, we could have, maybe, maybe that's the whole, whole thing about it. I don't know. It's just and also, casual, it's just relaxed. 
I would love to get some feedback from people and see if they like that or if they want more of a professional page where we could see about bringing somebody in to run our social media and it's more of a professional and then we just kind of dick about every now and again. What if we just make Jude do our social media? <laughs> see, the, I, I would I would be inclined to do that, but he's kind of already becoming our social media guy and I, I don't want him to have too much power because he's already... Yeah, he could really know. sway opinions fast. The man does five shows a week. He does do a lot. It is crazy. Is any of it good? Is any of it good? <laughs> Jude, are you hearing this? Nah, Jude, yeah. that's what Jude gets because he's trying to get me to mention him. Well, on Jude the is a very realistic guy. Jude's a very realistic guy, and I know he knows that we can't all listen to like four or five shows every week while, while still trying to like listen to everything else. But I do try to catch at least one to two. Um, and, you know, maybe he'll throw in a KTSW chat here or there or whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I haven't good. really listened to the He's KTSW chat. He's also the only chat, show on, on our YouTube channel. That's regular, right? Uh, well, he's got like five shows on our YouTube and there's like one No Limits, which is cool. Isn't there a, there's a Splash one though, right? Yeah, there's there a Splash. It's there. It's not we very good, more. but it's there. There's, there's, there's well, more. If you want to put there's a lot of too, optimization coming, you could, you could. You could. It's all right. Well, you know what? I'll I'll do it if you send me send me the finalized clip and I'll I'll do it. I'm not doing anything else. Yeah, you just have faster in it than I, so that's good. But Actually, yeah, no, you know what? Let's do that. You you I'll covered the editing files. and you send me the yeah. You just all right, cool. Good deal. There we go. All right. Anyway, we got a lot to talk about today. We got a lot, lot going on. First and foremost, we got a certain man by the name of Christopher. Oh no! (laughs) I said, don't bring this up. So, uh, first things first, we have some COVID chronicles for you. Oh, where Nikola Jokic has apparently last week was uh, tested positive for COVID nineteen. However, according to Adrian Wojnarowski. It will not affect his play. He should be able to be in Denver by next week for training. Yeah, here's my thing is I somebody's going to get coronavirus playing in the NBA this fall, and they're going to have to sit out, and that's a bummer because they're, they're going to be fine, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like imagine if LeBron gets COVID and he has to sit for two weeks, and that two weeks happens to be the finals. He's fine. Everybody else is going to be fine. It's probably better than getting like a cold for these guys because that'll actually take you down, like wear you out. But I mean, I don't know. You're in a bubble. You're not talking to anybody. You're not seeing anybody. I don't know. That that bothers me. But well, hopefully, here's the solution: just give every player an injection of COVID nineteen, and then they all just play with it. That's even so playing true. Field. If we just inject it in people now. It's like, let's get it out of the way. Get your little... Well, that's what they do with the flu. Is they give you a little bit of it. It's like, all right, you're good. Here's a little flu. Here's a little COVID in a, in a test tube. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I'm no, I'm definitely no medical professional, but, you know, I just like basketball. I just like basketball. That's it. Yeah, and then what, what happens when... um. You know, you find out where your rival's staying, and you send a sick guy over there 
to go hang out. Well, with they're LeBron all going to be on like a little bit. They got to be in like four different hotels spread across like the one block. So it's going to be, I think I, I saw, I saw something on social media where it has, where each team is staying. There's like four teams in each hotel. Yeah. It's and, um, I don't know why they're disclosing this information. Could they like, but, are they going to like room together? You know, is like uh, LeBron and AD going to share, they're going to stack the beds or what? Oh yeah. That's a good question. I'd like to see that. <laughs> I bet you would like to see that. Maybe we get Gordon Hayward, and uh, I know they're not on the same team anymore, but maybe Aaron Baines makes the trip, and you know he kind of. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah I don't think Phoenix is going to be involved in this, sadly, but hey, you never know. You never hey, know. Yeah, Gordon Hayward with an early mention on the show. I, I figure we're going to talk about him at some point, but due to the yeah. subject matter, but you know, we'll get into that. Is there any more uh, like roundabout info? Oh, uh, not basketball, but. Baseball apparently is leaning towards a sixty. Is a sixty-game season? That is short. It, yeah, but I that think they're doing short. it. They're doing it with the idea of um, having a regular time, like finish, trying to finish in October, maybe. So, what about the guys who have like season-long suspensions for like uh, PEDs, and they were thinking they were going to clear that in a year? Now they gotta wait for this instead of a hundred and sixty two game season for a sixty game season plus another? Dang. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough, you know, just for a little PEDs, just for trying to win. Just for trying to win games. Just for trying to win. <laughs> just for trying to win games. That's what you get. Well, I don't know. Uh Evan brought up a good point on our Instagram, said, uh, how many times is Altuve gonna get intentionally dinged? A lot. I said twelve and a half because short season, you know. You can only throw so often without getting ejected. Um, he was going much more closer to the high 20s, and I was like, okay, maybe. But, you know, it's a lot of at-bats still. It just makes you realize how ridiculously long baseball is. 162 games does not need to be played. That's insane. Yeah. Think about yeah, how many of those games you. become meaningless. It's like, oh, we lost four in a row. Well, it's okay. We have 162. Yeah, there's a reason outside of hardcore fans, which are dwindling in number, nobody starts tuning in until July at the earliest. Yeah, that's very true. I was thinking about it earlier. I was in the car and I was thinking, you know, I do. There are there are elements of baseball that I really do like. That's why it's just it's just not a perfect sport. The perfect sport doesn't exist, but if it did, it would be basketball. Football's close. Football's, you know, got its issues though. Football has an issue, and it's called Roger Goodell. But Ooh, that, that is true. He needs football, his own episode. Speaking of football having issues, the COVID is running roughshod through uh, the Dallas, league right at now. At least Dallas, Houston. Yeah. Uh, not NFL, but Clemson apparently running through there. Oh really? Trevor Lawrence is yeah. going to get mixed up with it. But yeah, because you know. But at least it's happening now instead of August. Well, it's happening now. But here's the thing: I think it will happen later, too. So if I, I'm with you, like, give it to me now, clear me, so we can be good. Well, that's the question. Like, fall. there's no. I don't think there's any guarantee that once you get it, you're immune to getting it again. Well, yeah, I'm not saying you're gonna get that. it. Again. I don't know. I feel like. Is it like the flu? I don't know. 
I don't even see. I don't even know what they test for exactly when they test. Obviously, they it's something that n- no other illness is leaving trace of that differentiates it, differentiates itself. But I don't know. It's just like these hardcore athletes are just not ever going to get sick from it. They're just not, and they're still going to have to sit regardless. Which is you know, say what you will about it, but kind of sucks but as long as we get college football as long as you get nfl football um you know it is what it is my favorite thing right now is m is uh non-important nba players declaring they're not going to report to the to the season it's my favorite thing like, yeah who, i who, mean who was it somebody from the blazers trevor reza trevor reza it's like <laughs> Oh, Trevor Reza is not going to be participating in huge in a uh, Trevor Reza player, a uh, washed up player from a non-playoff team is not going to be reporting to the NBA bubble. Wow. Really bold stance. Yeah. Okay, dude. Okay, buddy. Yeah. Um, and also like the stuff we talked about with Kyrie last week is, oh yeah. Kyrie's fi- uh, fame uh, went away real quick from that. Nobody's talking about him anymore. Thank God. Because the NBA just decided to just disregard it and keep going, which is probably the right thing to do. Well, I mean, they they gave everybody the choice, right? Which is which is you know the best thing. It's like if you don't want to play, you don't have to play. But I'm gonna be really upset if like Tatum doesn't play for like regards to like injury concerns, which you know is fair. I don't know. That would bum me out. I don't know. I mean, is it fair? Because it's like the rest of the season anyway. So like, it's not like you're just doing a little exhibition league. It's the legitimate yeah, I mean, it's a real thing, but it's not season. what you signed up for. And if you are expecting like an extension at the end of the year or uh, or if it's the end of next year and then you have to some – now you have to think of it like you're playing an 82-game plus however many games you end up playing uh, this fall. It becomes a lot of games because there's only a month off in between this season and the next, which is not enough. But – they should shorten next season for sure. I don't know if they're ever going to explore that, but well, they will have to, wouldn't they? Well, yeah, because it's going to be starting in um because I in mean December. If, so if I it wasn't like... an Olympics year, maybe they could look at a full season, but they have to go to the Olympics too. I think it's going to be a lot like the lockout. They're just going to start in December and. Treat I mean, it like... yeah, the number can't be eighty-two. It has to look a lot more something like sixty-five, and then it becomes much more sensical. But it's just really weird. We've definitely not seen anything like it, but that's kind of where we're at with that. Um, we have a little mailbag question to tackle. You want to get in? No pun intended. You want to you get into that? Yeah, so we can do the uh, mailbag question and then get into the main topic of the episode. So someone... The meat dear, and potatoes. The meat and potatoes, yeah. So uh question was asked to talk about give our take on Lamar Jackson saying that Christian McCaffrey is better than Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon Barkley. Oh, I did um, not catch the Saquon part too. Yes. Oh, wow. So, so that's Christian McCaffrey is obviously very good. He's a top he's a top running back in the league, top player in the league. Hey, real real quick. Is yeah. is there any more context on why Lamar Jackson said this? Was he asked this or was it like a tweet or um, Why would I, he? I honestly, because like no he idea. doesn't play with McCaffrey, so what's his incentive? Maybe he's like re- doing some early recruiting. I don't know. 
Yeah, I but can. Uh... Regardless, I mean, yeah, no, I, McCaffrey is great. Zeke and Saquon. Those are the three best backs in the league, right? You'd say. Um, yeah, it has to be. But speaking of those two, they were also my top players in my fantasy league this year. Yeah, me too. Well, you had McCaffrey. Here it is. Here it is. Um. Okay, it was. No, I don't know because it's a clip from Undisputed. Yeah, I guess it was just some. Just something that was said. Okay. Well, yeah. regardless, um, I don't hate the take. I think it's a fair, fair thing to say because those are the top three running backs in the league. Honestly, okay. When you look quick, at... Let's draft them. You get the first okay. pick. Let's draft them. One, two, three. Um. Okay. Well, with the caveat him being healthy, I would take healthy Saquon. Oh, everybody's healthy for a season. Everybody's healthy for okay. the season. Okay. One so season. I, would, I would take Saquon. McCaffrey than Zeke. Yeah, Zeke's definitely third out of those for me. Zeke two years ago, we have a discussion. Fat I just I just don't know if Zeke's build it's kinda like the question about Zion, right? Can his can he can he actually play forever looking like that? I don't think so. Yeah. Zeke, same thing. I don't think he can play forever being that that big. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can only be that big for so long, and it, like be of benefit. Yeah, before it and becomes a nuisance. Saquon is just insane, but McCaffrey does it all. McCaffrey is He's one of, if not the best, the receiving back in the league. Yeah, great running back. He just he does it all. So I'm inclined. I I agree with Lamar Jackson. But if Saquon did not have the injury issues that he has had to this point, I think Saquon would be number one. Ah, I know. And like Sa- you know, Saquon's huge in his own right, but at the same time, you can tell Zeke is just big for not big for no reason. But he's <laughs> he's big. I just love saying that. He's just his big is unsustainable, whereas Saquon's big is useful. Every part Every ounce on Saquon's body is going to help him get get an extra yard. Whereas Zeke, it feels like mm, maybe eat less. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The point is, they're the they're, they are the three best backs. I would go. I would still take McCaffrey first, probably. Um, that guy is a monster. I think he will be for about one, two more years, and then we'll start to see that decline. But immediately, if I got to get grab one for a season i'll take mccaffrey and you know he's the smallest of the three and he's somehow the most reliable too which is impressive oh yeah but he, he, but, but it's like you said he uses a lot of tools with that mm-hmm. you're not seeing zeke catch passes out of the backfield that often no. whereas mccaffrey he could do he could play an entire game just catching just catching balls you know so that's where it comes down for me. I'll, so I, I will say McCaffrey first. You'll say McCaffrey won because of Saquon's reliability. But right. that's good. So, that's good. And that's fair. That's fair. Thank you for the topic. That was good. Um, and we can dive right back more into basketball. But see, so this was my thought process for this week was like, 
we're not going to have a lot of um, pressing topics uh, at the forefront. So we're probably going to have to reach ahead of time, reach forward and grab something out of the future and bring it, bring it here and kind of just discuss it now. So free agency, it's my favorite time of the year. And actually what's today? Oh, it's the 23rd. Still, still a little while till June or to uh, July, which is July 1st is, you know, typically night one the and like the busiest day of free agency. So I'm sad that it's not here yet, but at the same time, it's still stuff to look forward to. And all the way in October, October 18th is the new July 1st, which is going to be weird. And players are going to have to act really fast on decisions, but that's going to make, it's going to make for a lot of Woj bombs. So I'll have to make sure I am on Twitter for that. Just for the Woj bombs. Just for the Woj bombs. Yeah, without so, a doubt. When you look forward ahead, look look ahead, and you had asked beforehand, was there anybody really interesting? You do you have uh, do you have a good list in front of you? Yeah, um, and there are a lot of interesting people, a lot of interesting options for all. And these there's teams. no LeBron James here. There's no Steph Curry, no James Harden, right? But there's a lot of guys who can shift a narrative on uh, on a season. So looking at at it. From a Celtics standpoint, we have the most expensive player um, headlining this market, with Gordon Hayward uh, at thirty-one nine, thirty-one point nine million dollars. That's well, crazy. he obviously does not play at a thirty-one nine level at this point. Nobody does. He, he, very but I don't players. think that he'll reach that level again. But I don't think that he's going to be a free agent. And if he is, it won't be for long. Because I, I really expect him to pick up his player option to return to Boston for the next year. Because, frankly, he would be dumb not to. And any team who's going to pay him anywhere close to that is taking a massive gamble, expecting him to be the player he used to be. Now, his usage rate has gone way down since being in Boston. Oh, yeah. Even... Even before the injury, you knew his usage was going to take a hit. But you, you're you not getting the player that you would have had prior to injury. And no one knows how he's going to play. He's shown glimpses of his past self. But can he sustain that? He hasn't been given a chance to sustain that. But another team he might be able to raises interesting options. Well, here's the thing with Hayward is, right, you're right about the usage. It goes down. But in the same light, uh, Hayward's best season in Utah where he was an all-star was probably, well, he was doing 20, uh, 21 points a game um, and about the same numbers he's doing now on the rebounds and assists. And so now he's on a team with way more talent, right? You look at Tatum, you look at Brown, Kemba Walker, obviously guys who take uh, more shots than him. And he's still finding a way to 17 a game, six and a half boards, four, uh, four assists, and a steal. So he's still um, – now he's much more appropriately priced, t- about, 10 mi- about $10 million less. But you have to f- think about when he signed that deal, he wasn't worth it then either. Because the guys who are worth the $30-plus million – those are the names I already ran off. Right. LeBron, uh, Steph Harden, uh, Damian, Russell, Davis, very few guys, very few guys that are worth like that premier money. But 
at the same time, that was the market value then. And it's just, it's just going to shift every year. Um, you look at guy, the guy right below him is Paul Millsap at 30 million. Is Paul Millsap worth 30 million? No, he's playing 24 minutes a game. No, not worth it uh, at all, but that's uh, that's the price you got to pay for some of these guys and how it'll play out now, because you have to think about with less games and less TV, uh, the effect on the salary cap, right? Because we're used to uh, exponentially going up, up, up. And this may be a year where it actually takes a dive. And so guys may not be able to get paid that much anyway. So I think of course he's going to pick this up and return to Boston, which I'm not against either because right now our team is so young. It's so super affordable and we can, we can have somebody making that much. So I'm, all for a Hayward return. I'd actually be more upset if he left, I think. No, yeah, I agree with that. Um, it's definitely the best move for him, and I think that him coming back is a good thing for Boston because I believe that this... Obviously, I don't know how the rest of this year is going to play out, but I believe that next season, uh, pending no freak injuries for the rest of this year, um I think he has a better year, and I think that it's even a step closer to him returning to form. Because this year was his first year that you really saw him begin to attack the basket again and He's shake dunking. off some of his yes, shaking off some of his uh, fears from Kyrie Irving t- putting him out of action for that year. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's <laughs> Kyrie Irving with the with the ultimate setup lob of a lifetime. Thanks, Kyrie. Yeah, um, he's definitely. I mean. Obviously, basketball is super, super positionless, but at the same time, he's definitely, when you look at other forwards, you know, there are good options. We love Gallinari. Um, and he's actually having a really nice year, about as good. Uh, he's not as good of a distributor as Hayward is, but, and he's obviously, I'd say he's uh, even more prone to injury than Hayward is. Hayward, he, that's the thing about Hayward. He had one injury that was super fluky. And but it was a big one. So that that's the thing. Back. All of all of Hayward's injuries have been fluke, wrong place, wrong time injuries. I right, wouldn't call him all, injury prone. Yeah, he's definitely not. Um, the guy's pretty much built like a tank for his size, and is has a really good track record with health. Then I look at a guy. The really the other small forwards are Otto Porter Jr., Danilo Gallinari, Evan Turner, and then it starts to get a little murky. Um, and those guys are insanely injury prone. All of them. We have a little experience with Turner in Boston and that was, you know, he, maybe you liked it. Maybe you didn't. Um, Jay Crowder down here. He was, he only made a humble seven, seven million this year, but you know, he, I think people when he, remember when Jay Crowder left Boston, people were like, Oh my God, what are they going to do? It's like, he's not that good. He's all right. At that yeah. point, he was like a C plus three point shooter, and everybody was like, "Oh, but he's so good on defense too." And he's been like a step slow for two years. No, it's 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 an interesting class in the sense that there are some fun names, um, and there are definitely some guys who can change change some things around. Uh, if we go just a just a zip code over, Demar Derozan, San Antonio. That's been a little murky. Does could could Demar actually go ba- all the way back to Toronto? Uh, like, it, like in a way, it kind of makes sense. 
It, it does, and that would be really... I think that would be really good for both parties. He's not going back to San Antonio. That no. experiment has failed miserably. He's leaving. He's leaving. Um, I... I like him in Toronto. They like him. They love him in Toronto. Um, him and I think I think him and uh, Siakam could be a, be a good pairing. Yeah, but this time with Siakam in the driver's yeah, seat. Yeah, and yeah, that that's the thing. If DeRozan, DeRozan at this point cannot be a rest player, right? And he right now is the he never best could. Player. Well, yeah, it's not a winning formula. Well, not to win, never to win a championship, right? Um, right. That's a you short list, win. and DeRozan is not on that list. But to be formidable in your own conference, you know, he was for a long time. He was an All NBA guy, and uh, he's you're seeing it this year. He's got he's still playing very well. He picked it up, turned it around, looked really good. Um, but his straight up refusal to shoot threes, eh, come on, that's not going to get that. That's that's where a lot of his faults lies. The fact that he sh- he does not extend the floor. In fact, he actually shrinks it quite a bit. Yeah. Do I With, still have you there? What's that? Did I lose you? No, I'm on. I'm on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So DeRozan's not going back to San Antonio. Um, and at his price tag, well, it was $27 million, but um, wait, what is he on? Is he going to have a player option? Um, yep, player uh, yeah. option. So, but he's but, he's so well, here's the thing, though. He's not going to make that again. So that's his one incentive to, st- to stay is to pick that back up. Because he could say, well, I'll make $27 million on a short season. On a short season, I- I'm only going to be here for six months. I'm going to make... 27 million uh and then we'll restart this fall with a new team that uh, that that that's yeah. how this season may impact some things it's like well i don't have to live in minnesota for a full year it's just uh it's just until april and if you're gonna miss the playoffs yeah it's not gonna be even that long so uh i don't know it, it that could actually shift some opinions um DeRose, I, I I just would like to see DeRozan back in Toronto. It's just it, it kind of feels right, but it does. And uh, especially since we didn't get to see Vince back in Toronto, it'd be great to see someone like Demar back in Toronto, where he yeah, was t- universally loved. Toronto gets dumped on too much, you know. I'm sure that you know, I'm sure it's sure it's a fine place. I'm sure, it's fine. But yeah, maybe. What if he tries to go back and like Kyle Lowry halts it? He's like, no. He tells he tells the front office, don't sign that guy. Yeah. Ooh. The MLB is officially back. Uh, Oh, really? They voted? MLB Players Association agreed to... We're breaking news? ...training camps by by July 1st and play a 60-game season. All right, guys. Breaking news on the show. The MLB is officially back. See, that's where if this show was ever live, like like an ESPN radio style, how they do that. That'd be huge. You know, we could just be like, oh, breaking news. Then we could like take credit for it, even though it just came across our phones. But whatever. first broke by the splash. First broke by the splash. Who got it from Yahoo? Who got it from yeah. Woj? <laughs> Who got it from ESPN? Yeah, yeah. No, there's no first report anymore. It's just it's all at the same time, really. Yeah, um, yeah. The list there's you have to when you sort by money, which is usually the best way to do it, but. 
when you sort by points, that's when you actually start to find some really good players. Um, Brandon Ingram is going to be restricted. This is this was his first year in New Orleans, uh, and he's just going insane. He's playing way over his value of six million a year, only twenty three. Um, when it comes to young forwards in the league, he has got to be up there with. I think he, like, when you look at a guy like Tatum, obviously, towards the top, Zion, from what we've seen so far, his teammate, uh, right there too, and Ingram's right there, and it's crazy because just a couple years ago in L.A., what were they saying about him? Like, nah. Yeah. Long, lanky Um. kid, kind of, you know, they were kind of throwing the B word around, bust. I never agreed with that just because I thought he had way too much potential, but it's clearly obvious that that guy is legit. So New Orleans has, so will New Orleans just automatically, they're going to, they're going to match. They're going to max him out. They'd be crazy. Well, I don't know if they're going to max him out because they, because they got a lot 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 of mouths to feed. They've already, they're already feeding uh, holiday, a bunch of money. Um, And they got a plan for Zion when he hits free agency. They cannot let Zion go. Uh, Yeah. So I would say they can't even let him think about leaving. I would say they're going to sit back, and then once he gets an offer, they'll 90, 90% positive they'll match it. But Well, that's the thing, though. When you do that, you kind of put a sour taste in the players. But that's that's one thing Hayward said a few years ago when he left uh, Utah was like, when it was time for him to, when he became a restricted free agent, they didn't give an, off, an offer. Because they, they were like, well, you're not really worth a max. And then somebody offered the then the Cavs offered him the max and they matched it, but it was still like, okay, well you guys really didn't think I was worth that. So, and Ingram's definitely worth it. Um, yeah, it is weird. It's a weird dilemma though. They may have to trade like Omer Oshik or whatever. <laughs> is that guy still in the league? I don't think so. I don't think he plays for the Pelicans either. That was, that was a while ago. They're going to have to make, make that work. If they can keep, especially those three holiday, Zion, Ingram. Then they got the former Longhorn Jackson Hayes, who um, I don't know. I'm still halfway on. But I, I like him. I like him a lot. Um, he does cool dunks. He does cool dunks, and that's enough for Ryan. That's enough to get Ryan uh, get a get a little rise out of Ryan. I, I mean, you know, what oh, rising Ryan. That could be your Instagram page. You know what I'm interested to see, and I think. He still, he still has it. I think he still. Don't, don't talk about it. No. I want to. Don't talk about us on Whiteside. No, I want to see where Rajon Rondo goes because I oh, think that he's still player. one of the best point guards. You know, he's he is putting up good is numbers. He, is he a free agent? Yeah. Really. Wow. So yeah, he's a uh, um down. Yeah, he's okay. So yeah, he only did. He's got a player option. Um, I don't think the Lakers would look at it from a perspective where they would pay him more. They would just say, "Look, if you wanna, if you wanna re up, back up on your player option, that's great." Um, Rondo, it's, it's hurt me to say to see that he's been quite a bit of a journeyman in the past few years. You know, he goes from Boston to Dallas, which I was super excited about. Didn't work out. I think uh, Carlisle was terrible. Handled that situation terribly. Just my opinion. Uh, whatever. Um, 
to the Kings, to the Pelicans. Was it Kings straight to? Oh, Kings to the Pelicans. Yeah, and that was his best stop yet. The Pelicans. Yeah, he he was killing it with that the was a really Pelicans good pairing. With, uh, the Pelicans, Davis and Cousins. So here's the thing, and in, in that moment, I you know I thought, well, the the Pelicans are really fumbling this because they got rid of Cousins, they got rid of Rondo, and then obviously they had to end up losing Davis. And those three, I would not rather. I'd rather much rather have Zion and Ingram um, instead of those three guys. I get it, but um, in the moment, it felt because that was a really good. You know, that, that team was pushing. That team yeah. swept Portland in the first round. Remember, they had big things coming their way until Cousins obviously got injured. And there was I think yeah, that's when they decided. I think they were gonna keep it together, but then they blew it up after Cousins blew yeah, out. Yeah, the injuries like, did not help, but. It felt like Davis and Rondo really worked, and now they're back together, but it's not quite the same. Rondo doesn't start. Um, it's just different. But, yeah, Rondo could definitely have some more influential seasons. I would love to see him, like, win a title, obviously not as a lead factor, but he would be, you know, kind of like he is now with the Lakers. I mean, he could win one this year. He could win this one this year as the backup guy. I mean, we could get to the playoffs and he could be their starting point guard. I have no idea because they don't really have a starting point guard. They they sometimes it's Rondo, well, they have sometimes LeBron. it's Caruso, sometimes it's yeah. I saw somebody post about who's the best point guard in the league and LeBron was in that list. I was like, okay, that's just not that's just not a no. Like I get it, but he's not a true point guard in that sense. But for yeah, what no. the Lakers for what the Lakers do, yes, it does work. Um, Another yeah. Laker that interests me is uh, Dwight Howard, who has had a solid year since he's been uh, willing to take a step back, focus on smaller parts of the game, and be a really, really good role player. Which uh, I'd be hard pressed like to, to think that resurgence. he doesn't make a lot of money. This I keep I was gonna say this summer, but after in the off season, he's gonna make a lot of money. I feel like a lot of money cons- compared to what he's doing now, right? He's uh, yeah. on the he's on the minimum. He was on a prove it to a steal, and he's doing it. He's proving it. I could um, see him easily signing a decent money contract for two to three years somewhere where they're. Well, I could in see him just returning. Now, granted, the Lakers yeah. really have to pay up, and they they don't have bird rights or any type type of thing like that. So it'd be interesting to see them try to make that work. And I haven't done two K my league in so long that I don't even remember all the rules. But um, yeah, it's most likely that he ends up going somewhere else to a team that can afford him and would find good use out of him. Um, you're vibrating over there. What? Did you have some noises going over there? I don't think so. Okay. Oh, maybe you, it's here. Were you getting something on your end? No, I don't know. No, it's okay. Okay. Yeah. A lot of, a couple, a couple of Lakers old heads. I'm glad that we touched on, on those guys. Cause you know, they're still important. They're not young or flashy, but they are still important. So it's, it's good, to, good to talk about those guys. A lot of these guys also, you have a guy like De'Aaron Fox, who's just an obvious for the Kings. That's your that's your one shining factor. Please don't mess us up. Bring him back. Uh, but the the swing guys, like, like a mantra is Harrell, right? He's available. He's free. Um, he's huge for the Clippers. And I think a lot of these, how how these players perform down the stretch of a, of the rest of this season, is gonna really, especially in this adjusted season where it's like, okay, 
we have a chance to capitalize on something that we usually don't have a chance to. Um, some of these guys are going to get big, big checks. Harold could be that guy, guy who makes $6 million right now. Power forward mm-hmm. uh, off the bench for the Clippers. We all know what he does. He's a beast on defense. He's super high energy. Um, you'll never really see it in the stat sheet with him. Uh, he's kind of like, you remember when, uh, not Nene, Kev- Kenneth Fareed. Remember when Kenneth Fareed was like just going crazy with Denver? Like, yeah. Probably 2013, 14. And uh, he was just like jumping out of the building, rebounds, alley-oops. He was crazy. And then he fell off the face of the earth. So hopefully Harold doesn't do that. Also, they have similar hairstyles. So, you know, just fingers just crossed. Well. Fingers crossed that he does not fall off the face of the earth like Ken Freed. I don't know where that guy is. Um, I think he's still playing basketball. Probably probably in like Washington. That's where all good careers go to die. That's yeah. why Davis Bertans, my most about interesting to bring him up. player on this list, this guy's going to get paid. Like a yeah, he, dumb uh, amount I'm of money. I'm excited to see what happens with him because – San Antonio should have never gotten rid of him. I know that they were trying to get Marcus Morris. I think that was the case. That was but the case. What a, so how what did a that... fumble. I would still prefer Bertans over Morris. Yeah, they, they they gave up way too much to try to get Marcus Morris, who's not even good. Bertans just had the best year of his career, and that was obviously going to happen. The guy can shoot the lights out. He... um, In 30 minutes a game, 15.4 points, uh, four and a half boards to assist this guy is insane um he's a seven foot just flamethrower like the guy just lights it up and the spurs were stupid to let go of him then and the wizards would probably be stupid to let go of him now no yeah but i don't i don't want to see him stay in washington Nobody wants to see anybody stay in Washington, but if you think Boston. about it, Boston. you've got John Wall, who, what's up? Boston. Oh, oh, you want him to come to Boston? Oh, I'd love yeah. for him to be able- I wanted him to come to Boston in the first place. I wanted him to stay in San Antonio, but obviously that didn't work out. Um, yeah, anywhere would be better than Washington. That place is just so sad. Even a place like Phoenix, can you imagine if like Booker had a guy who could make, make shots with him? But uh, Washington's so sad because if John Wall doesn't, even if John Wall does come back, that team is just sad. That never worked with Wall and Beal. And then you try to mix in these B-list guys, these C-list guys, actually. Uh, it's just a recipe for disaster. So I don't know why Beal wants to like play the good guy and be like, he does act like he doesn't want to leave. That guy wants to leave. There's no way he wants to stay. But if you're the Wizards and you're trying to get a guy like that to stay, mm-hmm. isn't bringing back Bertans like the right move? Even if he's going to cost you a little bit of money, I would say yes, just because he is. You could put him in the starting lineup. He's a solid, solid player. Well, you can put him in any lineup. You could run small, but have him as your center, or you could run traditional and stick him on the outside. He's just a great player. Um, the ultimate stretch five. And the league, they actually list him here as a small forward. That's just not the case. That dude is huge. No, no way. That, that yeah. dude is huge. Um, and yeah. absolute monster. You know, I'll tell you, I'm looking at this list right now. There are so many solid role players out there. 
that are going to really in- increase players' chance, uh, teams' chances to go to the playoffs and make the finals. Like you yeah, got that's what I'm saying. Hassan Whiteside, Mark Gasol, Serge Ibaka, um, Jeff Teague, Kent Bazemore, Dude. Goran Dragic, Marcus Morris. Uh, hey, how about Whiteside, dude? You know, and we give him a lot of crap, and you know, rightfully so. He's total goofball, but that guy played a pretty much every game. I, I think probably every game for the Blazers: sixty-one games, thirty-one minutes, sixteen boards, and still, what sticks out to me is or sixteen points, which is obviously great for him. I didn't think I didn't see that coming, and then fourteen points or fourteen rebounds a game, still consistently. This guy's pretty much a double-double nightmare. And at $24 million, not worth it. But considering that deal is going to expire, I would never want to see Hassan Whiteside in the green and white. But if it happened, mm. I'd be accepting of it. I mean, I yeah, because just because Boston's always needed. I feel like for always. the past 10 years, Boston has always needed a, um, a rim protector. A big man at Always the pace since, ever since KG and uh, Kendrick Perkins took off. Haven't Always. really had anybody, and everybody's always been saying, "Yeah, they're a rim protector away," you know. And we've never been able away. to get that, and we've never addressed it. And you know, we've had a lot of success without it. But I mean, remember a couple summers ago, we were just dying to get a guy like Dwayne Dedman in there, just. Just yeah. anybody who has had some size and could just just a body to get some rebounds and stand in front of the stand in front of the basket, you know. And Baines was that for us, and I think that worked out so well. And so when he oh left, I was so sad to see him leave. Speaking of Baines, Baines is another free agent who had a huge year, or who is having a huge year. So Baines being a free agent is really intriguing because he's had the best year of his career, arguably. Um, he's a stretch shooter now. He is a stretch shooter. He has the best fan club account on Twitter and is a seriously good player. Um, like it's not, it's not a meme. Like the guy is a beast and he doesn't really fit Phoenix's timeline as far as age and experience goes. And I'm sure that he would much rather, uh, spend time on looking for a contender. Um, and I don't know, like, what is what is Baines to Golden State, right? What if what if that starts to happen? Because you, you, they'll actually be healthy. They got the number one pick. You know, I could see him landing in a spot like that. Maybe in L.A. Maybe a return to Boston. But you know, obviously, it didn't work out the first time, long term at least. But I think he's gonna uh, get paid. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely gonna be his biggest contract, and rightfully so. But so. The odds of seeing a Celtics reunion is unfortunately small. slim. Yeah. Well, with about uh, I'd say we got about ten minutes until we hit an hour. Let's do some quick. Let's just do some hot ones here. We'll go best player. We'll go best budget guy. Um, what else? What else is a quick, quick hitter we can we can look at? Oh sh- shoot. Um, Carmelo Anthony. I know. Yeah, I was. I was thinking you were going to bring him up at some point. I was not necessarily avoiding it, but I knew that it was. You know, this is your thing. He played fifty games, thirty-two minutes per game. He had fifteen, six, and two. That's 
solid. He's proven that he belongs in the league hey, still. Belongs. He is the in third a good best role. player on the Blazers. Well, I mean, we did just go on a little Hassan Whiteside love love affair. Fourth, <coughs> he is the third or fourth best player on the Blazers, depending on, on what what day it is, right? And that's that's yep. something to be sad. That's a good. That's okay. It's not okay. The Blazers are a good team. They de- they're definitely a playoff team in the East, right? Um, a fringe mm. team in the West, but which you know is something. But the Blazers have more issues than just their roster. But yeah, that's something to be said for Carmelo. Uh, I think he does have a he still has a future, which is impressive because it seemed like about a year ago there was no future for Carmelo. He could not find his way onto the Harlem Globetrotters if he tried, let alone NBA team. Mm-hmm. So, do you think uh, do you think he he ups in Portland? Do you think uh, they they would even be interested in that somewhere else? I think that they would definitely be interested. I could see next year, maybe maybe being the year that we finally see him and LeBron on the same team. Just depending yeah. on how things work yeah, out. Yeah, because if uh, in a way, because I don't, like I don't try out to be on the Lakers, and I don't think he wants to get the big paycheck anymore. I think he wants the ring. Well, he can't go for the big paycheck anymore. Because remember, in when it was time to, when it was like, now nobody can blame him for this. When I was like twelve, I was like, oh, what an idiot! It was sixty-eight million dollars to go to Chicago and play with D Rose, Jimmy Butler, all those guys, um, or a hundred and whatever it ended up being, like hundred like twenty-five million to return to New York. And I, at the time, I was like, dude just it's all it's all a lot go go to chicago um which in hindsight that is an enormous difference in cash so obviously made the right choice to just stay in new york so yeah no he can't he he no longer has the reasoning to go for a big paycheck especially at what 30 36 whatever he is now yeah yeah now he just has to prove himself to lebron so that lebron will let him on on the Lakers squad and he can win a ring. Then he, then he's a surefire hall of famer. I already think he is, but some people apparently don't believe that. Really? You don't people, some people don't think he is. No, they always ask. And or they, and they say the same thing about Dwight. Dwight is a surefire hall of famer. That's absurd. Th- both of them first ballot. And it's like, it's a basketball hall of fame. So why wouldn't Mellon be in? He's got so many accolades. So no, I, I do believe so. Okay. Best player available. Um, best player available. I'm trying to think. Yeah, just best player on the free agent list. Restricted, non-restricted, anything. Hmm. I think it's, well, it's a clear number one in the player option category. Um, right. Anthony Davis does have that choice, but this is what he fought for for about three to four years now. I don't think he's going to give that up. Um, no. I think he's had a great first season there. I mean, 27, practically 27 and 10, just about playing. You're playing with LeBron, who's still insanely good, probably still top two or three in the league, which is crazy. But, um, yes. Anthony Davis should be headed right back to uh, L.A. Best player that will switch teams. Best player that will switch teams. 
I am going to go with Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond, $25 million player option. Um, I don't think he can make that much uh, with another team. But playing alongside Blake Griffin has probably been frustrating and not all that fun for him. I mean, two steals, just about two blocks a game to go with 15 boards. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a guy I would entertain if I had a hole in my roster for a center. But at the same time, oh, that's right. He got traded to Cleveland. Uh, Yeah, he got traded to Cleveland. Yeah, that's hole. right. That he, well, that's that's really interesting because remember they have like a three a three center dynamic now, with Love. Um, Love's just somebody I got to see leave Cleveland. He's just got to get out of there. Uh, Love Drummond and Thompson. Man, they're gonna be really stuck if he does decide to return. No incentive for him to go back besides the money. But so I can see where your argument with him leaving. Um. Yeah, Andre Drummond. Okay, that's your best player to leave for sure. Um, DeRozan, I still feel like he might just come back for a season just to say, I mean, it's not that bad. It's Antonio, it's Coach Pop, but mm, I don't see it. Yeah. Ah, man. OKC has a big decision with Gallinari, you know, whether or not they want to bring him back. Um, I'm so uncertain on DeRozan that – because at the beginning of the show, I was saying definitively, yeah, he'll leave. But then I thought about it, you know, maybe not. That price tag, he might just stick around. I'll go Gallinari because I think he's super impactful. Obviously, okay. the biggest concern is with health. But he just had his best um, season with regards to games played in such a wa- such a long time, you know. Right. With Denver, with the Clippers. Super, he was just super reliable this year. And he's proving he can still get about 20 a game, which is, which a lot of teams are going to need. And maybe that team is actually returning to Denver. But I think maybe it was the cold weather in Denver that messed him up. Messed him up. Maybe. Maybe. maybe, You know, and uh, so I think he's going to get paid. He's not going to make 21 million again, but um, he's going to have some influence in the market this offseason. Best budget guy. Go. I, I don't think Bertans is considered a budget guy, is he? No. Okay. No. Just well, I think the best budget guy, per se. I'm going to go. He might get paid, but I feel like he's going to be a lot more con- team contract friendly. I'm going to go Dwight Howard for my budget guy. Okay. Yeah, I kind of felt that one coming um that or mellow uh or yeah or mellow <laughs> much more excited that you picked uh Dwight is any so any chance he goes back to LA? Uh or does he go I down the hall and go to the Clippers? So interesting. Ooh. Well they have uh they have Zubox, so I don't Zubox. I don't know. I I could see him going back to the Lakers just because him and LeBron have really meshed. Um but I, don't, I, I have no idea. I, I, I'm not going to lie and say I know what their cap looks like next year. I'm not a Lakers expert. But uh, I like him staying in L.A. I also could see him going somewhere else, um, maybe like a Dallas or something. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, going back to the little Cleveland trifecta, 
Tristan Thompson made sixteen million this year. There is no way he makes that again. I don't know what how close to a budget guy he becomes. I'm not paying Tristan Thompson more than nine million a year. I just don't think he fits into that. Once you get into double digits with Tristan Thompson, you have to start talking about, you know, Kardashians and all that. And it just gets weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I can slot him in there. Um, best budget guy. I think we've seen Harold before hit the market and he's 26 years old now. Um, he, and he still is only making $6 million. I don't think he's going to go up a terrible amount because he still averages uh seven, uh, He's still oh uh no that's wait hold on let me see okay Harold at twenty seven minutes a game um oh dude he will probably explode eighteen points a game seven boards that's why that Clippers team is so scary dude um yeah I think he's should I pick a Morris brother um hmm no I'm going to go against the grain here. Um, I am a Duke guy, and Jabari Parker, for what it's worth, for all the Ooh. injuries he's had, for all the injuries he's had, has a player option for six and a half million to go back to Sacramento, and he has not, uh, you know, he's produced, you know, in only twenty five minutes a game, fourteen points, six rebounds, two assists. Jabari Parker will not make over ten million for sure, and he might just pick up that six and a half million dollars, which is that screams budget to me. Um, Jabari Parker, let's see what you got. He's still only twenty five. He's still only twenty five. It feels like he's been in the league forever, but I'll go with Jabari Parker. Let's I see like what that. you got. That's fair. I think so. Um, and then a guy who will be out of the league next year. A guy who will be out of the league next year? Yes. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. Evan Turner. Oh, dude. Yeah, that one hurts. That one hurts. There's a really good chance that he does not come back. Um, I think he finds a little bit of action here or there. Um, but consistently speaking, there's just no way that guy can keep playing. Uh, mostly due to injury, right? You know, it's not just that he's this talentless guy, but, uh, you know, it's what it is. I, okay. Jay Crowder won't be out of the league next year. Um, mm, dude, it's hard for me to put DJ Augustine on a team next year. I like DJ mm. Augustine, but that guy has always been short. And now, 10 points a game, he's not worth what he got paid this year, $7 million. Uh, You know, $7 million is budgety, but, oh, man. I look at a guy like, okay, no. Mm, dude, okay. This is, okay. Because DJ Augustine will probably just sign another little deal with the Magic, and that's not a great answer. Here I go. Here it is. This one hurts, um, but Kent Bazemore, ooh, he's done. He's done. You think so? You think so? He is done. That dude is done. And I hate to say that because he actually did a little podcast with Vince Carter, and uh, like, like they actually did like, like a, for a for a season when they were both on the Hawks. And he's a really cool dude. 
and sometimes he will go off like he's got he's the kind of guy who has like a bunch of heat check cards on my team um but that's dude that's just it's just not i don't see it buddy eight points in 25 minutes for 17 and a half million dollars dude these a lot of these guys are going to find their way on the teams but in much smaller roles Bazemore is a guy who's already almost been out of the league before and man it's tough but it's just when we talk about these names it signifies a turning of the times in basketball you know a lot of these guys will be out of the league regardless just because of age but you know yeah that's a sad that was a sad discussion um but yeah sorry evan turner sorry Kent Bazemore. Um, who were both teammates at one point, I believe. So, RIP mm-hmm. to you guys' careers. Anything else you want to hit on? Uh, yeah, Corey Brewer signed with the Kings for the remainder of the season. So that's oh, is that news? Yeah, uh, it happened yesterday, I think, but we haven't addressed. Corey Brewer is the guy that I would have said it should be out of the league. Like, I, I, like really? I think that he's a. I think yeah, I think he could help since the Kings are trying to make a playoff push. I think that he could. I don't know. I don't know. He brings experience. He used to be pretty solid. He does. He does things. <laughs> He's got those skinny legs. He's got the skinniest legs, dude. Anybody who doesn't even know basketball will come into the living room, see Corey Brewer on TV, and be like, "That dude's legs are tiny." <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, they look like they're gonna snap. Um, yeah, Corey Brewer. I don't know about that. Corey Brewer. Yeah, a lot of these. I there's a lot of these names on this list that I don't even. They scare me. It's, it's, it's scary, but anyway, uh, that that was kind of fun. I like that we, you know, we add a little bit of a topic today. Um, I am reminded of how many guys are actually in the NBA and how much I used to know about it, but just, um, you know, it's been a while since I've licked my NBA chops, so this was good for our, our IQ. Now we should go play some 2K My League. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah, it does. It also, you know, sounds good. What? Fried chicken. Or JC Super Burger. That sounds good too. Mm. Maybe I've never had it. I've never had you it. Never I don't had know it. if it's good. I don't know why you haven't had it. Wait, you had it once. No. No, because we went and they were closed. Oh yeah, that's right. That is sad. That is sad. Okay, well you will soon. So, uh, anything else? Take us out, maybe. <coughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning into this oh. week's episode of The Splash. We have enjoyed having you. Check back next week, same time, same place. Um, I have been Ryan. He has been Spencer. We've been The Splash. You've all been amazing. Remember. Wait, 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 wait. We have news. Rem- we have news. We have news. What? The Rockets Go. have added David Nawaba. Really? Not actually noteworthy news. I was just kind of messing around with you. But what is cool, uh, we're seeing players get signed right now, so maybe. Watch. We're going to release this episode, and then like somebody is going to come out of the woodworks, like Marcus Cousins, and then we're going to be late. But whatever. He's not even that good. So take us out. Okay, well, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of Splash. Remember to leave us a five-star review if you listened and made it this far, even if you didn't. It really helps us out. We appreciate you over here at Strive Network. Big things coming. Be sure to keep up with us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, not Facebook, surprisingly. But 
Maybe not Facebook. Not Facebook yet. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. We've been Splash. You've all been amazing. And we will see you back here next week.